What's up, everybody? It's Mike and Mark again from LRMOnline.com, bringing you episode seven of the LRM TV podcast. Uh, this episode, we're going to be breaking down the San Diego Comic Con trailer of Gotham, Mark's uh, favorite show uh, going into the season, basically the one that he will be covering most in depth uh, in the fall. And basically, what we got out of San Diego Comic-Con was a longer trailer than normal, um, mostly recapping. It was around five minutes where we had four solid minutes of um, recapping what went on in season three with all the major characters. And then the last 50 seconds or so is where we got a tease of the new um, the new bad guys of the Court of Owls uh, saga. It looks like to be really beginning. I think we got a little teaser during season three of it, and now it's going to take shape. Um so kind of let's break it down a little bit um, for those who haven't seen it you know you start off basically with Alfred um, asking Bruce what has happened in the city and basically Gotham is going into chaos because season two recap wise it was titled uh, Wrath of the Villains and that's what we got it was a different direction than what season one went which was a better direction I think everybody can agree with that um, and this show really now focuses on the concept of the the Batman villains taking over Gotham, and that's what's going to cause Bruce to become Batman. Um, kind of different than what we get in the comic books, where in the comic books, Batman is the creator of most of these um, villains, and it seems like the this show, the directors and showrunners are taking the liberty of reversing that, where these villains are going to create Batman, and so um, just kind of briefly talk about season two. Mark, um, I know you really enjoyed this season a lot. You know what? You know what? Can you, what did you take out of it the most uh, at the end of season two? The end of season two, uh, <clears throat> obviously, you you have the culmination of everything that's going on with uh, Hugo Strange and Indian Hill, um, and it was really cool that you find out that you you know you have this individual who you feel like is really the mastermind behind all this, and technically he is, but at the same time, you see that he still answers to uh, the Court of Owls. Right. Um, and that was really interesting to me because throughout the entire um, season, and really in the comics too, Hugo Strange really doesn't answer to anybody. You know, and, and he was portrayed that way, and then once you see the way that he interacts with the Court of Owls, you know, he, there was a sense of that he was a little nervous or intimidated, which was pretty interesting. Uh, like I said, just because he's portrayed in one way throughout the entire season. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see the outcome of this. I really enjoyed season two. You know, I know there are people out there who are like, well, this is Gotham and there's not enough, like, Batman or Bruce. You know, I, I understand where they're coming from. I don't necessarily agree just because if you think about a majority of the movies and everything that we know, it's Batman. And it's right. Bruce Wayne to a degree, um, especially at this level with Gotham. You know, we're getting a lot of characters that we don't get to see a lot of in the movies, um, <clears throat> or probably may never see in the movies. Right. You know, uh, whether it's um, some more backstory between, uh, you know, with a uh, Cobblepot um, or Enigma. I mean, yeah, we we know these characters and we know. Uh, what they're capable of in the comics, but really for many of them, they're extremely brief um, kind of origin stories. So 
that's what I find so intriguing with this because for me personally, I enjoy Batman and I, and I think even more his his uh, rogues gallery that he has. Um, and so being able to see where a lot of them get started or what sort of effect that they have. And I think it's interesting as well because, you know, fans, whether it's just of the movies or of the comics or in general, um, have always known that Gotham is, uh, you know, crime ridden and it's a mess. Right. Uh, but we're starting to see like, how that actually started, how it got to that. Yeah, do you like that, how this show's taken the liberty of, instead of being so reliant on Batman, that now it's the villains, it's, it's role reversals from what we've always known in the comic books, that Batman created the Joker, Batman created, you know, Edward Nigma turning into Riddler, um, not really Selena Kyle becoming Catwoman, um, but it, you didn't have all these... Um, personas come out until you had batman and batman kind of opens up that door saying oh okay i can dress in you know in a mask and so forth and cause havoc too yeah you know and i think really there's still um room for that to happen so even though like as you're saying which i agree with there are uh, you know we're getting to know a lot of these characters um a lot of them aren't really their full-blown personas yet you know, so like you, you have Nigma, and you see um, nods toward him, toward him being the Riddler, but he's not the Riddler right now. Right. You know, same thing with Cobblepot. Yes, he's referred to as the yeah. Penguin, but he's not the Penguin that we know. Right. So I think what um, Gotham does a cool job of is like showing that these characters are out there, um, but I still think they can use Batman as a eventually. Or allude to it eventually as that, that tipping point to that's take the tipping point. Well, right. this guy's going to do that, you know. And I think it's 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 this dynamic that we've always seen, especially with Batman and the Joker. Um, you know, this foil aspect they balance each other. So it's almost like Bruce sees these individuals as a reason to become Batman, and then once he is Batman, these individuals are like, well, hey, here's this guy. Oh, so let's take this. Opposite. It almost gives them a reason to um, kind of come into those personas. So I think there is uh, still room for that. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting way to go, and it is a, a different take, which is, I think, why I find it pretty appealing, like I said, because I've always enjoyed Batman's villains and to kind of see the possibility of where they come from. Um, it's just an interesting... Yeah, I mean, um, this show definitely so. took a different turn from season one to season two, mm -hmm. where season one was a... Jim Gordon focus show where you know the the transformation of him becoming a, a a regular cop to becoming commissioner and it really didn't work wise you know the ratings were so so but to really spark a you know a new interest in the show how they really just changed the whole uh, like scenario of it because now even Gordon has become a bad guy in in mm -hmm. a sense where his morals and values are starting to dip lower and lower the more he stays in Gotham and that's not the the Jim Gordon we know of and we've always you know seen in the comic books especially in the commissioner role where he does everything by the book and he you know everything is he you know even from the um, the Dark Knight trilogies with Christopher Nolan that you know that Jim Gordon never you know, broke from his morals and values, and he was always the good cop. Now, we see a different side of Jim Gordon, a more, you know, as from season one where he was straight by the book to now this is a Gordon to, I've got to bend some of the rules. I've got to side with a penguin or a falcone, you know, to, to get what I need done because 
to get out of jail, he needed, you know, um, mm -hmm. Falcone to get him out and so forth. And then throughout the season one, end of season one and season two, he's needed the help of Cobblepot to, to get some things brushed aside. And, you know, um, and then he was also part of the, the, the death of Theo Galvin, you know, the, the mm -hmm. main, I don't know if you want to call him the main villain or, or the first half of the season. Um, so it's definitely a different take, which I like. I mean, it's different, you know. Uh, I think a lot of people are kind of tired of the old Batman story. We've gotten it so many times, you know, that this is something new and something fresh. So it gives us a new idea. Um, I mean, even when you look at it, um, kind of as you were saying with Jim Gordon, um, most of the... Uh, ways that we know Jim Gordon is when he's older anyways. Right. Right. So we, we really have no clue what came before that. So, you know, I think this is an interesting point to be like, hey, here's a younger Jim Gordon. He made mistakes. Mm -hmm. He realized what those mistakes were. He thought this was the way to get by in Gotham and realized it wasn't. So he turned more, you know, kind of straight edge. Now, with that as well, you know, we've, we've seen even in the uh, uh, Nolan trilogy that um, you know, Gordon had somewhat of an effect on a developing Bruce Wayne. Right. Uh, and maybe that's, you know, where I think he even says it in the trailer, like, you know, don't, don't do this. It'll consume Be you. Be better like, than me. And so, me. yeah. And maybe that's a point because Bruce that, you know, like we saw last season was about to kill, um, which we know is, uh, out of character. For him, so maybe Unless that it's Batman versus Superman. Yeah, exactly. Then exactly. we'll take out anybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ooh, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, whoever's in the way. Um, but you know, I think that is. Uh, I think there's a lot of ways, even if you're visually not seeing it on TV, that you can see that um, how people are possibly affecting um, Bruce uh -huh. as he grows up. Uh, and, you know, I think at, at younger ages, you know, everybody makes mistakes. And I think that actually makes Jim in Gotham, for me, um, uh, more of an empathetic character. Because, yeah, he's younger, he's making these mistakes. We know an outcome of Jim Gordon, like, later on um, through comics or movies. Um, yeah, because I think... he's learning from mistakes. I know? think of the earliest in the comic series that we ever see, a, like, Jim Gordon was Batman Year, year one, one. in the mm -hmm. when he was Detective Gordon and mm -hmm. so forth. But that was, still, like... That was when Bruce was, you know, let's say early to mid twenties, right. you know, as mm -hmm. starting off as Batman. So we're seeing a Bruce Wayne who's in his mid teens, you know, mm -hmm. around fifteen, sixteen years old. So yeah, you're definitely seeing a Gordon we've never seen before. And so to get to the point where he becomes commissioner and you know does everything by the book, I think he has to, you know, fall down a couple times. And it's kind of funny too, is because the the beginning of season one, Harvey Bullock was the one who was bending all the rules. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and now as, as we've gotten to the end of season two, roles have reversed where mm -hmm. Jim may not be acting like Harvey was in the, season one, but he's the one that's bending the rules. And Harvey's kind of looking at what Jim's doing and saying, and it's almost like looking himself in the mirror. And you see now he's starting to, to back away mm -hmm. from all those, um, those uh, challenges and those choices he made. Uh, early on in his career now becoming the Harvey Bullock that we've known of from like say Batman the Animated Series sure. or in the comic book series so um, and then you know how let's so in season two we got a lot of different villains taking over it was like three story arcs per 
or villain. You know, mm-hmm. Hugo Strange had a little bit longer one, but you had your your Freeze, um, the Theo Galvins took a little bit longer, about five episodes. It looks like this one's going to start off with the Court of Owls, mm-hmm. and then it seems like every other um, villain that got out from Hugo's lab is going to have his own story arc. So we know the Court of Owls is going to be it. What other characters would you like to see that haven't been shown already in Season 3 make an appearance? Um, I Personally, for me, it's, it's not even so much about um, some characters that haven't been in there. Uh, I, I would really like to see more of uh, Cobblepot. He's just he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially near the end of last season, you didn't see as much of him. Uh, I would like to see more of Nigma. I think he's a great actor as well. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing, and from what I've heard, there may be some you know uh, nods to Tommy Elliott. Um, being, With the hush yeah, you know, storyline. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just because at one point he and Bruce were friends in the comics you know mm-hmm. at a younger age so i think that would be neat i want to see what they do with poison ivy now that she's older uh, older and coming into her own i know that has some sort of um that's due to repercussions from hugo strange so i think that could be interesting um i want to see how they handle court of owls because honestly i i had almost felt early theo gallivant yeah that's i thought what I, that i thought they were taking off from the Court of Owls, right. you know, the backstory of the, you know, this prestigious group that was uh, is kind of the foundation of Gotham, and that kind of seemed what they were going with, and then it wasn't, and it was a little bit of a twist, which was fine, and then now you have the Court of Owls, so I, I want to see what they're going to do with it, um, or how they, uh, how they handle that, um, so that could be interesting, and I know I've, I've read in other places as well that they are kind of going to... Uh, get on board a little bit more with this effect, the the what, I guess what they're kind of calling like the Joker effect on um, once Jerome uh, died and th- this aspect of people kind of buying into what Jerome was doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that could be uh, interesting as well. But for me personally, and I don't know if it would happen this season, but I know one of the things that I always found interesting in the um, Long Halloween series. Uh, from Jeff Loeb was th- when you had the the mob and the the so-called freaks all trying to take control of the city, and it was this drastic going against each other, you know. And you, I, I would think that could be something pretty cool to do. I don't know if you pull the court owls in with that or what, but just kind of this this huge fight for who's going to be in charge because right. right now it, it seems to be fairly open. Yeah, I mean that would that would definitely be awesome if they took like inspiration from the Long Halloween, um, and using the Court of Owls against Hugo Strange's mm-hmm. uh, Strange's uh, you know test subject and so forth. And it looks like you know from the the trailer so so far is that the Court of Owls is going to be probably the main mm-hmm. villains in the uh, first part, and then you get a little couple glimpses of different um, villains that we've seen before and some new ones. You get uh, the back image of a very tall, almost lizard-like appearance. You know, it might be Killer Croc. We've heard, you know, um, news reports now that there will be a proto version of Killer Croc um, in a uh, prescription store looking for drugs, probably to try to change the effects of what Hugo Strange has done to him. We get uh, a quick image of Nigma in jail, Barbara, um, 
is back in the mix of this. Um, uh, Fish Mooney is, you know, looks like she's coming back to take over. Yeah. Um, and there's a really quick brief clip that you see of Cobblepot with a, it looks like his old crew's back mm -hmm. in it. Um, and they're burning a body. It might be from his uh, step parents or stepmom that he because those killed. are in the, in the house forever. Yeah, that's exactly. Nice. You got to get rid of the body somehow, some way. Um, you I, know, you I, see Hugo I, Strange for a little bit uh -huh. in there. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be a very centered storyline, at least for the first half around the Court of Owls, um, and trying to probably, like you said, regain control of. Of Gotham City, you know, well, and I think a way that they may go with it, I don't know, but what I could see is that you know the the Court of Owls and, and was obviously behind Hugo Strange in these experiments, but now that the experiments are out, kind of like you were talking about, I mean, are they now is it going to be damage control? Right, and exactly. Trying to, yeah, because think about how many different kind of factions are going for control of Gotham right now. So what you have the Court of Owls, right? Yeah, you, you still have, have uh, you know, even though they didn't. There wasn't a, um, um, not really a big mention of them or like big part of them in this season, but still the Falcone family is. They're, they're out there. Yeah, they're out there, and um, they're you know and they're gonna have later on an impact in Gotham from what we we've always known that in the in the well, and comic yeah, book series. They're, and they're introducing Mario in some sort of way, right? Um, so you know you have the Falcones still, you have um, Fish who will obviously want to take over. You have Cobblepot, Cobblepot right? Uh, Butch is still out there. I mean, he's kind of with. He, he helped uh, Cobblepot at the end, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, but but then he saw fish, so that creates another dynamic. Um, so yeah, you know, you have a lot of groups out there who um, look to possibly be be taking control of Gotham, and so I, you know, I think there's what would be cool is you're going to have some of these individuals maybe even try and. Or have to team up with someone they don't want to yeah. in order to take the other side down. So I think you could do a lot more of that kind of cutthroat. The the one thing that was really good about season one to me, and I know it had, um, you know, its naysayers, which I understand, but was when I didn't know whose side Cobblepot was ever on. Oh yeah, Cobble which was, I thought they did a good job yeah. of. The, so I think a lot more of that undercutting mm -hmm. could really uh, uh, help out with this season as well. Right, yeah, and that was that was probably the best thing that came out of season 1 was that it was such a, a play for the, the the crime mobs, you know, uh, you know the who's the cr mm -hmm. true, you know, boss of the crime world and so forth. And so Fish had her, you know, her agenda, you know, Cobblepot uh, Cobblepot had his agenda. Falcone was on top, then you had um, who's the other family against uh, the the Maronis? Falcon. The Maronis, you know, um, it's still, you know, they're probably done with because of the end of season one they took out yeah, they, know, yeah. the Maroni family on that one. Um, but then you still have Tabitha Galvin, you know, oh, yeah. out there Tabitha's with Barbara. There. So, yeah, this definitely could be a season where it's a play for control of Gotham, um, you know, with the Court of Owls trying to clean up the mess. So, who knows? It might be that the Court of Owls might be the good guys trying to fix their everything that went wrong haywire or you know um we do get a scene at the very end where it looks like um talon probably the most mm -hmm. famous you know of the characters from the court of owls uh series in the comic books it looks like is in the wayne manor and is about to go to t uh go toe-to-toe -to -toe with uh alfred there so it would be interesting to see how they're going to play that into the season if, you know why would the court of owls want the young bruce wayne Mm -hmm. 
And so my other big question for you is at the end of season two, and they showed it in here as well, is the, um, I don't I don't know what you call it. I guess the look-alike, because I don't necessarily want to The Bruce Wayne look-alike. Yeah, because I don't know if that's exactly what it is. But what do you, what do you make of that? Because I know at the end of season two, when I first saw that, I was kind of like, uh, you know, I don't... I don't know if I want to go the route of, you know, someone, yeah, okay. I think that's Tommy Elliott in the Hush storyline is going to be uh, somehow, some way play a factor in it later on. Um, or it could be that the Court of Owls are going to try to kidnap Bruce and replace him with this version mm-hmm. of Bruce Wayne. To bring down the Wayne family, sort of. And, and, have, a power, and have control uh, through Wayne Tech, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Wayne Tech and Wayne Enterprise. Yep. So that'd be a way in through the business world, yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting because in the Court of Owls storyline, we get a different perspective in the comic books. It's more uh, takes place when Bruce is, you know, very established as Batman, mm-hmm. but it's uh, Damian Wayne, uh, Bruce's son with Talia, is now Robin. And what we get is is Talon tries to recruit Damian to join the Court of Owls. Right. So I wonder if they're going to try to take that storyline and try to recruit Bruce to join the Court of Owls since he has mm-hmm. such... Power being, you know, the figure is that he is in this, uh, in this city, you know, of Gotham. Maybe they can do that, and if they can't, then replace him with the, the Bruce Wayne. But I, th- uh, the well, fake that, Bruce he's, Wayne. he's younger too, so maybe right. the out court owls hope that he's more manipulative, right? You know, or they're easy, uh, easier to manipulate him. Um, well, they probably saw how Theo Gallivan was able to manipulate Bruce. Oh yeah, you know, during season, you know, the second season that. They're probably going to take that route, and then if not, use Tommy Elliot. Mm. I, I mean, to me, I th- I'm pretty. Sh- I would put money on it. That's Tommy Elliot, and they're going to use the Hush storyline somehow, some way. That'd be good. Um, so excited for season three. I am. I am. Um, and it's odd because, like I said, at the end of season two, I what? It's not that I wasn't excited. I was just kind of like, okay, you know, I, I was expecting something maybe a little bit different for the season finale, but actually once I was able to kind of process it a little bit more, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I was like, wow, there's actually, there's some good ways that they can go with right. this, you know? Um, I think initially I had thought that, you know, they kind of already went the um, comic book Court of Owls uh, road with the Saint Dumas, uh, and then they, you know, did kind of the, the look-alike with... Um, Jim Gordon mm-hmm. uh, with Clayface, and then, you know, so I was kind of like, well, it seems, right. and then once, like I said, I could kind of process a little bit more, I was like, wow, that, that they are actually probably going a very different way Yeah. Um, w- than I initially thought, so I it does make me excited for it, and the fact that it comes back in September rather than October, like some of the other ones oh, I know. earlier, which I enjoy, so I can... Yeah, we'll at least get two or three weeks of Gotham before mm-hmm. any other conflict show out there which is good um you know i i really do think that this show is starting to grow and grow and grow and if they continue this trend it would be you know it's really going to be interesting to see how they're going to uh let's say they make it five seasons all Mm -hmm. right so that means um that you're david mazow's uh who plays bruce wayne it's going to be around like 17, 18 years old, okay? Do you see that may, if, this, if this show makes it five seasons, do you think that we'll get kind of the beginnings of, you know, 
the Batman aura? Um, I think if they wanted to play it smart, I think you could start to go that route. But then really, I think it would be interesting, like whenever the, the, the series itself is done, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself or anything, but, uh-huh. you know, I think you could leave it with Bruce leaving for seven years or eight years or whatever it was. Yeah. Kind of like he did in the comics. And then right. it's kind of like, okay, well, here's what we did. Here was the start of it. Now you know where it goes from here. Right. Or even do a nod back like, you know, eight years later or whatever. And there's, you know, I don't know, a signal or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I think you could do that. I don't know if I would want to bring a, like, full-suited Batman. No, but we've never, like, um, kind of like how we've never seen this type of Jim Gordon. We've never seen Gotham during the time when Bruce Wayne was gone, where it really right. goes back. Yeah, yeah. You know, we Absolutely. always get, we always pick up when Bruce comes back. You sure. Know, it's, and they always talk about, oh, you were gone for, you know, depending on what story arc, you were gone for five years, you were gone for eight years, you know, right. so forth. It would be interesting to see, like, after season, let's say season four, they they send Bruce, Bruce off, off to do his and training, then they just and do. then they pick mm-hmm. up, and it's still Jim Gordon, you know, you still have Alfred in the mix and so forth, um, but then that's yeah, where you see in that how hiatus, really Gotham yeah. will really collapse, because it's still, it's, it's, it's a bad city, but it's not too bad. But you, you know, you, you know, the crime bosses and everything take over in that eight-year period where Bruce is gone. It would be interesting to see after this season the quarter vowels maybe shift and you get that beginnings of where Bruce is gone and when he comes back to Gotham, it's mm-hmm. really it's a turning point, right? Yeah, you know, that's really interesting that you brought that up too because that I've always kind of wondered in those kind of hiatus areas. What exactly was going on? Right. You know, because, I mean, even if you think about The Dark Knight Rises, even though there's a, that's obviously way down the line, but still, like, what happened in that eight years? I mean, you kind of know, like, it was, like, somewhat peaceful and this and that, but, like, obviously there were still things going on. Right. And, you know, you knew you had a Batman who was very beat up, so you knew he was still fighting. Like, how did he, you know? So I think that's absolutely something they could do for the series is, like, hey, you know, we're going to send Bruce off to. You know, to his yeah, train that everybody show knows is, what happens. Yeah, but. this show has definitely gotten better introducing more and more villains, and this sure. could be mm-hmm. the villain show. You know, mm-hmm. um, where you know we've seen DC just recently try to attempt that with the villain movie with Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and it didn't do so well. But this show seems to be picking up steam, and if we could continue that trend, you could introduce a lot of villains and a lot, and keep the same villains in in accord and create that kind of. You know, from the um, Arkham games that we, mm-hmm. you know, we've, everyone's played and stuff, where every part of Gotham was run by a different, yeah, you know, different cool. villain or crime boss and so forth, and that's what Bruce has to come into when he comes back from that, you know, eight years that he's gone and so forth. So it'd be I interesting mean, to see. Yeah, people love people love villains, and everybody kind of has their favorite villain, and or they may like some villains better than others, and they want to they want to see that villain. You know, they want to yeah. see, and like we've said before, sometimes you just won't get certain villains in either movies or TV, or well, you have a chance in TV shows that you won't get in movies. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's a it's a great way to go with it, and even though, um, you know, I won't get into it too much, but with Suicide Squad, you know, whether people liked it or didn't like it or whatnot, I mean, it's still pulling in people to see it right now mm-hmm. because of that allure of like, well, you know, I, 
I've never seen anything like this, like bad guys. Yeah, the first time like Harley Quinn's been on the show, yeah. or been in a movie, yeah. you know, Deadshot and so forth. So I think if Gotham follows that mm-hmm. roots, that type of formula that's doing right now by introducing characters that haven't been on the animated series or previous movies and so forth. You know, we never got um, an Asriel. We never mm. got a Hugo Strange besides right. the comic books and the uh, and the Arkham games. You know, Joker's been played out so much that you know. I think it would be good to take a break. Absolutely. The, you know, those subtle hints that they did in season uh, season two were great. You know, uh-huh. the beginnings of what caused the Joker to become the Joker. You know, maybe not Jerome being the Joker, mm-hmm. but he laying that groundwork is great. And well, that, the thing of you not knowing, like at first yeah. for a little while, I was like, oh, well, maybe they are going with Jerome being the Joker. And then oh, maybe they're not. They like, just killed that, who we thought was yeah, the Joker. Yeah, right. You know, so. And so, yeah, I think that's a great way to go. And the thing that I still say DC excels in is the, their villains. Right, um, hands down, they have the best villains between DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if this show, when it's what it's doing so far, transitions, I think this is going to be the show that you know will last, you know, a good solid five, six, seven seasons, and maybe even eight seasons. Um, I know originally the plan was for this this show to be around four to five seasons. That's what they were hoping for is that if they could get past the first season and really get, uh, you know, the producers could get really into the storylines they wanted to, then they saw it really going about five seasons. But, I mean, once we get all these origin stories taking place of, you know, how these characters developed and how these villains developed, mm-hmm. then let's see them take over Gotham. Let's see them, you know, actually fight it out and then be the focus of it because, you know, we have a lot of superhero shows, but we don't have a lot of super villain shows. So I think this would be the the one show that you could see a group of people who relate more to the villains and mm-hmm. say the heroes could really attach themselves well, to. And the focus of the series, once again, is Gotham. That's right. the name of it. It's, it's the city. Like, what happens to the city? I think a lot of times, you know, when you first hear it, you're like, Gotham, you're like, oh, Batman. Right. Right? But, um, yeah, you know, I think we start to get this idea of, like, this is the city and this is what happens in this city. And you're right. I think it's a way that they can... Um, you know, they can extend the series just because while some uh, shows kind of get stuck with source material, there's only so far you can go and so much liberty you can have. Um, here, there's not, you know, there's not a large, um, really, origin story for a lot of these. So that's where they have, I think, a little bit of liberty to extend it and, and mm-hmm. take the series in a, in a different um way or extend these uh villains in a way that we don't know because we know these villains when batman's there right but like you've said like what's going on otherwise we we, you know hasn't really been touched on or it's been touched on rather lightly so you know it's it's definitely got great potential um and i you know i guess we'll see how it goes all right, well, you guys let us know what you think about this upcoming season of Gotham, season three, in the comments section. Um, also, make sure to check out our other podcast, Los Fanboys, that gives you all up-to-date uh, movie news and fanboy news out there. And then check out Weekend Warrior. He's um, posting his articles every Wednesday now. He does film reviews on all the popular movies that are out, and also indie movies. This week, um, coming up on Monday, we have the premiere of Comic Uno, who will be giving her weekly rundown of what's uh, out there to check out. Um, and so LRM is basically your number one place to see get all the information you need for anything superhero-wise. So that's it for Mike and Mark. Um, let us know what you think about Gotham Season 3.